What's up, everybody? My name is Jacob Deaton, and uh, thanks for coming back for another episode of Southern Wedding Professionals, where we interview really cool people to do really cool things in the wedding industry. And today, I get the pleasure of hanging out with Mama Rose Productions, who um, is with uh, Megan and Mallory, although it looks like we might have just lost Mallory, but she'll come right back and she'll join us. Um, so uh, in the meantime, Megan, how are you? And tell me uh, what's going on. Hi. Okay. My name is Megan. Um, we're Mallory and I are Marmoros. I don't know if you just want us to like dive right into like- Oh yeah, go, go for it. Yeah. Tell cool. us all about it. Go for it. So uh, Mallory and I own Marmoros Productions. Um, we have been in business. It'll be four years in March. Um, in that time, we'll have done over 50 weddings. Uh, we're a wedding coordination company uh, based in Metro Atlanta. I live in Lilburn, um, but Mallory lives in Norcross, so we're close enough. We usually just say Norcross because nobody ever really knows where Lilburn is. Um, <laughs> and it is awesome. <laughs> yeah, Mallory knows. <laughs> and um, so um, our goal, uh, what we usually say to people is, our goal is to know their wedding better than they know their own wedding so that we can make decisions on wedding day as if it is their making that decision, as if they are making that decision, um, which is really awesome. Um, we walk with our clients through the entire wedding process, which is a little bit different from other people who are coordinators in our business. Mm -hmm. um, we start as soon as you book us, that can be two years out, that can be six months out, that can be a month out. We don't usually love to do a month out, but we... Anytime you book us up until your wedding day, we we've are done it. We've done it, <laughs> but we will walk with you through that entire process. Um, so, like I said, whether it's two years to six months to a month, we are there the entire time answering questions. People get our personal phone numbers and emails so that if they have any questions day or night, they can email or call us or text us or whatever they need to do to get an answer. I love that. I love how like immediately hands-on uh, you guys are. Um, maybe, uh, just for the, uh, conversation of, uh, explaining what you guys do, um, maybe talk about, uh, your role, uh, specifically, uh, within the company and then also, uh, Mallory's, uh, specific role within the, uh, within the company as well. Cool. So I just recently went full-time with Marmoros in January, last January. So I've been a full year of full-time Marmoros, okay. um, so I'm kind of the, the manager of the, of anything that comes in that's just directed to both of us. I kind of take that. And then if, you know, if, if, if anything has questions like, Hey, do you want to do a podcast? It's like, Hey, Mallory, do we want to do a podcast? So it's kind of like, I'm that middleman because Mallory <laughs> works full time. Um, so I kind of, I kind of take that role of office administrator and kind of making sure that we're scheduling appointments and making sure everybody's on track, sending out emails if we need to, that kind of stuff. Um, where Mallory does step in and she has a lot of her own weddings that she's the lead of, um, I'm just more managing everything on a day-to-day -day level just because she has a nine to five, like I said. So I um, it's just a lot easier for us to, <laughs> right, to, right, right. to manage that way. Sure. Well, what's the, um, uh, it looks like we'll keep losing her in the connection. So we're going to figure that out as we go along here. And I'm sure she'll come back, but um, maybe describe specifically what Mallory's um, uh, purpose is. If she's got the nine to five, but she's also involved in the company, what, what is her specific role? She is um, the creator. She's more creative than I am. Um, I'm a little bit more um, logistical and these are how the things need to get done. My to-do list is very long and she's the same way. She has that that type A personality as well. But I, she has that more, she can see creatively more than I can, which is great for us because our two brains work together so well, even when they are so different, if that makes sense. Um, which is kind of why we chose Marmoros because the marble, um, our brains work so individually, but also combine and make something so beautiful like marble and they're mixed together. Mm. Okay. I'll, oh yeah, because that, that's, that's uh, on the website. If you do uh, visit the website, uh, Marmoros Productions, uh, you'll see that there is a, uh, there's a nice description about the marble um, mm -hmm. and, how, and how that all kind of comes together and how the name came to be. So, yeah. um, you know, and all that, all the link information will be, you know, in the, um, in the text 
uh, for all this stuff. So if you're if you're listening to this as you're driving in your car, there are new places you can go and check them out directly. But um, so give me a little bit of background as it pertains to like where you guys came from to kind of get to this partnership. Were you guys both like planning and uh, like wedding planning and doing things related to the wedding industry previous to? Give me a little like background as to how you got to this point. So we are very unique in our story. Um, we both were dance majors at Kennesaw State University. And um, towards the end of our career at the dancing world, um, oh. our bodies kind of were like, yeah, we're just not going to be doing that anymore. Um, and we kind of transitioned over into production. Um, I started doing you know, assisting and uh, like assistant stage managing and pulling up and down, you know, the rails and doing lights and stuff like that. Um, and I eventually transitioned over into the stage management role um, where I was kind of in charge of everything, making sure everything was happening. Um, and Mallory went into the lighting role where she was the lighting board constructor and making sure all of that worked out. Um, and I started taking, I've always loved planning stuff in college. I was the events coordinator for our campus outreach or for, for crew and Mallory was on campus outreach and she did the events for there. I took classes um, on wedding planning and on event management and Mallory took one on event management in college. Um, and on our last um, semester, our one of our professors, one of our dance professors came up to me and said, Megan, I know that you are interested in doing wedding planning she said i'm getting married in october can you do my wedding and it was one of those moments where like mallory and i look up to her so much and i was just like yes <laughs> like <laughs> question mark like i've never done this before um so mallory and i both did her wedding in october met with her a couple of times after the wedding we looked at each other and we were like we can do this this is something we can do um i got married the next month <laughs> and then six months after i got married mallory and i started marmoros um we already had two brides under our belt um having our professor really say that we did a great job and give us glowing reviews really helped us mm. push into it even deeper um so you know a lot of a lot of people are like oh yeah you know wedding planners just come out of nowhere and just because they like planning their own wedding which I was planning my own wedding and I loved it, but I, we did have the knowledge of overseeing stuff before that, if that makes sense. Sure. Uh, so that's kind of how we started. Um, and it was a slow start. Our first year we had four weddings and then uh, that was 2017 and 2018, we had seven weddings. Mm -hmm. And then uh, 2019, we had 19. And then last year we just finished with 23. And we're already on track to have 24 for this year. That's great. And the year is still young. Um, obviously, we're in the middle of engagement season. So this is the time where people are reaching out to see, you know, there's quite a few people that are obviously looking towards 2022 because of the obvious saturation of 2021 and all the schedules that occurred um, for a lot of people like yourself. But, um, you know, but there are those people that are out there that, you know, did just get engaged over the holiday season or or are about to get engaged pre leading up to Valentine's Day. Right. And, you know, um, uh, there's going to be those last minute, like, well, we just want to go ahead and get right to this, you know, within the next six months or so. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're definitely still in that ripe season of like, um, you know, people, um, you know, people getting out there. So I, I was just curious, like, so in a, in a, younger company like yourself, because um, I've interviewed people from literally, I've been in business a year or less than all the way to people. It's like, I've been doing this for 20 years. Um, and sort of the, the real interesting, some of the interesting questions I like to ask to people, because it's always different, mm -hmm. is, I mean, how did you get that jump from the year where you only had seven weddings to, you know, 18 or 19 and to now like well into the 20s and likely going to hit 30 by the end of the year? Um, you know, that, that very large size from where this is like a passion and I want this to be a business to now this is actually a business. Um, what were some of the things that you did to sort of bridge that gap, like from advertising, marketing, et cetera? So a lot of our advertising is word of mouth. Um, a lot of our clients 
up until recently really have all been, hey, I heard about you from so-and-so or da-da-da. It's just been really recent that it's like, hey, I saw you on Instagram and you look really cool. Like, let's talk. Um, we do tend to, we post every day on Instagram and we're trying to get like organic media that way. Yes. Um, so we use later um it's a technology that we can schedule all of our social media posts and that goes back to Mallory being the creative one where she lays out all the posts and make sure that it all looks beautiful on the feed and I drop the copy in every single one so we're like working together there um it's very yeah yeah it's very important just for us to stay relevant um on both Facebook and Instagram um so that's kind of you know that's been our biggest leap from you know having seven to having 19 um, is really that word of mouth and, you know, being really almost too aggressive on social media. Like every day we're posting and every day we're trying to show our faces on, even if we're not showing our faces, but we're showing something on social media on the stories. Um, um, I just, we just started a Mondays with Marmoros, which is a tip for couples every Monday. Um, just really trying to show our value and show that we are educated <laughs> in what we do so that um it makes sense to people that like we're not just you know some girl and especially because we're so young people are like uh, moms usually are like oh you're kind of young <laughs> if we want to use you why should we use you and it's kind of like because we have the experience and right well i mean that's a that's a thing when you're young in the industry there's going to be people that are looking to hire people and they're like mm, i don't know Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, you know, sort of assuring them that, you know, that, you know, what you're doing, um, is all in the presentation. Um, so if you're, if you're doing all the right things and obviously things are working, you're like, you're scaling larger and larger every, um, you know, every year it seems. So, um, where, where do you see like, um, and I, I apologize for our listeners that like poor Mallory, she's trying to get into this meeting, but she just keeps like her internet connection keeps coming in and out. So hopefully we can get her on in a little bit. Um, and if not, maybe I'll just do a special uh, one-on-one with her at some point. Um, but, uh, but the truth is, is like when, when you're scaling like this and you're growing your business from, you know, the single digits to now easily into the twenties and thirties, um, it, it probably spurs on the thought of like what comes next. Like there's a, probably that immediate rush of like, oh man, let me get all this together. There's lots coming in. Oh my gosh, all these emails, all these, all these couples. Yeah. You know, and then when you get to like the point where that kind of settles, um, which it sounds like you've been in the twenties, you know, for a couple of years now and you're, you're, you're moving up. Mm-hmm. Um, what does the next two to three years look like to you? Like, I mean, do you have like any specific goals in mind? Is it um, expanding the brand is, uh, you know, or is it, you know, just kind of keeping pace with what it is currently? So I think it's going to just be, probably just keeping what it is, but growing the amount of weddings that we have. Um, because right now we can do two weddings a day, right? I can go to a wedding and Mallory can go to a wedding and easily we can do four or five, six in a weekend. If, you know, permitted, um, we can do that. Um, and we also, we had an intern all last year who was coming on full-time with us. So that is even another person who we can, so like our team is growing a little bit and, um, and she just graduated from Kennesaw State also, but she has a hospitality degree. So she's kind of bumping us up a little bit. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's kind of immediately, that's the goal. Um, further down the line, like way down, if you're looking way down that road, um, we want to own a venue. Mm. Um, just because we've worked at a lot of venues that are great, um, but there's a trend right now where if you own a lot of land, guess what? We want to open a venue. And a lot of people don't take into consideration like, oh, the vendors need a place to put their stuff, you know? And so we want to, we want to build a venue that is conducive for everybody. And that makes the most sense for vendors and couples and, and guests that are coming. Um, So, you know, we'll be, we'll have gone to quite a few <laughs> by the time that we open our own. So, I mean, that's, I think for anyone that's in the business that, um, I, you know, at some point, I think that thought maybe enters their mind because mm-hmm. if, you know, there's always variables whenever you show up to a wedding day, right? I mean, there's like, 
I mean, you may have walked through the site and everything, and you may have done all your prep work that you're supposed to do, but there's always something that's going to like sneak up and grab you, you know, yeah. uh, you know, and then you're having to shift and, 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 and move around to make it work and also make it calm. So nobody knows that anything is going wrong, but like the, uh, but the, uh, but if you own the venue in which that, you know, so intimately, um, you know, like, you know, like there, like the, the likelihood of something going wrong is like next to zero, you know? Right. Um, right. And uh, that's always in the back of our minds as a vendor that I am like with music and like you with, uh, you know, wedding uh, planning, like you always want to minimize that down to zero. And so right. like for me, uh, you know, it's like, oh, I dream of having the venue that has like the stage and the mm -hmm. lights that are like exactly perfect on the exactly right person in the place, you know, and like right. just perfectly dialed in sound because, you know, you're constantly moving things in and out. And for you, I'm sure it's like, you know, if you had the perfect venue, you know how everything perfectly moves mm -hmm. simultaneously. Mm -hmm. I mean, it would be the dream. Yeah, it would. <laughs> it is, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's what, uh, that's, I mean, I think anybody who's gotten to the level that you've gotten in the business, like, I think that starts to creep into people's brain, whether they actually do it or not, you know, who, who knows. But like, uh, but for me, um, I'm always thinking, you know, five, six, seven steps down the road. And I have to have people within my organization pull the balloon down and say, hey, Jacob, you know, like we're here, you know, <laughs> come, uh, come we're out. not in the clouds up there. <laughs> that's uh, some days, but let's come right. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, that's really cool. So actually, let's um, you kind of hinted at this earlier. Um, mm -hmm. Let's let's talk about the uh, specific packages that you uh, offer the ones that you really like to do and then the ones that you'll do. Um, but like, what? Uh, give us a, a rundown of sort of, uh, and you don't have to talk about numbers or anything like that, but you can just talk, tell us about like what the overall scope is. Okay. So our basic package, our entry level package is our most popular. Um, we, all of our uh, packages are wines because why not? Um, so the beginning one is called Riesling and that gets you for us uh, 10 hours on wedding day. You get three to four meetings with us. You get all of our templates. Um, we'll make a floor plan with the point of contact for the vendors, um, all of that good stuff. It's strictly coordination um, where we're just, we're meeting with you just to make sure you're on track, but like we're getting enough information so that we can show up on wedding day and not be like, what is this thing? Like kind of so that we know exactly what's going on. Um, our middle package is called Merlot and that's for 12 hours on wedding day. And um, same thing as before. Um, you get a little bit more meetings, but you still get all of our templates and we'll help you make a floor plan. Um, but with that one, you also get vendor recommendations. Um, so that way, you know, if you're leaning one way or the other, we'll kind of be like, hey, like, whatever your price range is, this is the person that we've worked with and they are amazing. Like they will make your wedding day so much easier if you just, so it's kind of that is that more management level is what they like to call it now. Mm -hmm. So we have the coordination, the management, and then our highest level is champagne, which is full service planning. Um, that is the one, honestly, the one that we don't like to do the most, um, which again, makes us different from everybody else because everybody wants to be a planner. And we kind of just say that we're more coordinators in that sense. Um, well, we'll do full service, um, but we like the more laid back brides and the more DIY and the more, the more personalization that brides can bring to their wedding day, the better for us, honestly. Sure. Um, I mean, don't get us wrong. We love when we show up on wedding day and like the florist is setting everything up and then the tablecloths are already down and like we're princesses. And then we're just like running a timeline. Like right. we love that, but we do love getting to know our couples through what they bring to wedding day. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me. Uh, everybody has their ideal bride. I mean, I think that right. every wedding planner that I've spoke to said, hey, listen, there is an ideal bride that is out there. And it's about finding that ideal bride for the brand and not necessarily taking everyone that comes in. Right. Um, you know, I can't tell you time and time again, I've heard, you know, coordinators that say, oh, you are excellent. I'm so happy that you're getting married, but you are not right for me. And I'm going to pass along your information to this person because thinking about who you are and what you need, I feel like it fits this 
planning company more so than it even fits my own. Right. And uh, I think that when, when people start to have that sort of realization, uh, especially when you're at the point where you're doing as many weddings as you are, you don't need everyone. You just need the right one. Well, uh, right. And it takes, and it takes that learning curve to get there, right? Because your first free user business, you're like, anybody, I'll take anybody who walks <laughs> through the door, right? Because like, that's money in my pocket and I just need the people, right? right? But when you get to a certain point and you can kind of see the red flags of people that they might be great human beings, but they're not going to work well with you. And it's just not going to be conducive to make a great experience for anybody involved. And like you said, you can just pass it on to somebody who you know will mesh better with them. And that's kind of, it takes, like I said, a little bit of uh, education to get there. Well, and let's be real here. I mean, cash makes the world go round. I mean, right. everybody's got to <laughs> eat, you know, and everybody has to do the thing on the business tip. So right. um, it's, uh, it's just super important. Um, it's more important than ever. Um, and, uh, and, you know, in the topsy-turvy world that we live in with you know, this pandemic affecting the, um, the wedding industry. I mean, everybody needs money, but like at the same time, you're exactly right. The ideal person that, you, that you're looking for, you want that personality match. So everything is easy, right? You know, you're managing 20, 30 weddings a year. You're talking to these people throughout the year. Like you need, um, uh, you, you need that, uh, that, that level of communication that just doesn't, you know, that, that is not a, a, you know, hard to work with kind of right. scenario, just because, you know, I mean, like I said, you're doing it all the time. It's, you know, you, you, you don't need that kind of stress. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. And I think that's why people who are more full service tend to be like, okay, this is my price and it's pretty hefty and we only do seven a year and that's it. Right. And they like max out a month or, you know, we only do two a month because it's crazy. And right where, and I know that like, I've listened to podcasts in the past and they're like, it's not about the number of weddings that you have. It's about the money that you're making, um, which is true, but also in the same breath, it's like, but I want all the weddings, <laughs> right? Like I want, I want to be busy. I want that to happen. Um, so I'm like, I'm teetering on like in between what right. you and, and um, staying busy, right? Right. Because you got to stay busy. You got to keep the doors open. Right. Um, you know, I mean, I've had the same issues in my own business. It's like how, you know, where do I stand? Do I stay here or do I make arrangements over here? You know what I mean? So, I mean, everybody's always constantly making those internal decisions. And, and it is very interesting when you talk to somebody who really only does full service planning, like a, uh, somebody that comes to mind is uh, Haley Kelly out of uh, Charleston, South Carolina. She's uh -huh. like, I only do full service like, that's it. That's all we do. Right. Um, you know, if it doesn't have this price tag, like I can't work with you because it's, right. you know, it's, it just, and I've just found that it makes it easier from top to bottom that if I do this, then this is, well, you know, there are no issues and, and whatever, but, um, but that's only for one type of bride. Right. You know I mean? And so, and one type of groom. So it's, you know, it's about finding your fit in this, in this business world that you live in. Like, where, do, where do you fit? So right. I think it's really cool that you already kind of come to some self-realizations, at least at this point, mm -hmm. uh, you know, where you like to sit. Um, and that can always, that's the, that's the coolest thing about this whole thing is that it could change any day. Like the next year you could wake up and be like, I think I want to do this. Right. So I need to start angling to go towards the opposite of what I'm doing. You know Need what I mean? Education. But, um, right. Right. But you've got the backbone and the reviews and the referrals and a great looking website and all that stuff to, to back up your package now. So you have those sort of like, you know, available uh, pivots like at your disposal whenever you decide to make them, if you decide. Right. Yeah. And like we said, we, <clears throat> we like the DIY brides, the, or the couples that, you know, maybe not making every single centerpiece, but mm -hmm. it's more of a personal connection. Like they're choosing stuff that means things to them. And that's kind of, that's our, that's where we are right now. Sorry. <clears throat> and maybe, like you said, maybe in five years, it'll be different. But as of right now, that's where we both feel very comfortable. Um, yeah, we're I definitely, I mean, uh, sorry, like I, the, the, lag, the lag got us there. Um, the, uh, you know, you're definitely like always evolving as a business and you're always trying to figure out how to be 
the best you can be for the people that you are with. Right. So, um, you know, what I started doing in the very beginning of my business is vastly different than what I do now. Um, but it's still in the business, you know what I mean? So like right. I have a certain ideology and now I've evolved after all, all these years, you know, so I completely agree with you. Um, you know, it's a, it's a living, breathing organism and we have to like respect that and, and be willing to, you know, move with the times. I mean, who would have thought that, um, you know, the climate that we're in for weddings would even exist currently. Um, you know, it's just never, it's never been. So, um, speaking of that, tell us, um, a little bit about how you've evolved through this whole process, um, with, uh, with, you know, COVID-19 and, you know, like, did you have a lot of weddings that canceled or rescheduled? Like, how are you handling those situations? Yeah. So mostly all of our Aprils and Mays were vanquished <laughs> from yeah. mostly 2020. Um, we had a couple just move just to the fall and then just were like, yeah, we're just getting married anyways. Um, whether that was smaller or in a different location or all outside or whatever they decided to do. Um, but yeah, um, we didn't fare too horribly, right, Mel? We did, did pretty okay. Um, we moved to, we no. had to yeah, it was a learning curve for sure. Yeah, it was. Um, and so we had to move that we had two in April on the same day. And then we had like five in May, um, that all moved. All of our Mays became Mays of this year, basically. And, um, we had one cancel altogether and then one moved to the fall. Um, so it was, it was a learning curve, but we were like, listen, we can be the company that says, if you're getting married, we're going to be there. And we showed up. Um, all of our couples who were able to get married, whose venue stayed open, who, you know, decided to pivot, like I said, and get married outside instead of inside and have everything, you know, just having that open air feel to make everything comfortable, everybody in masks, that whole thing. But we did, you know, 23 in a, in a COVID year, which is, um, I don't know, a pat on the back for me, I guess. <laughs> I'm like, it makes me very happy. <laughs> yeah, it should be because honestly, like we, you're also benefiting from being in a state that has the laws that it has in place um, as opposed to say in New York or in New Jersey right. or uh, a California or, you know, or even a Tennessee, um, right. Tennessee, um, you know, or, or, or particularly like in the Nashville area, like if I'm going to be very specific, but like, um, you know, a, a lot of weddings just couldn't happen. Right. Um, and the fact that you even got 23 and I'm sure there's somebody listening in New York right now, that's just like, you know, pounding their fist on the, on the table, just <laughs> they could have done, you know, five. Right. Um, I, I, uh, you know, it, whether you agree with the laws or not, and that's not what we're here to talk about, but like, um, you know, we did benefit from being in, uh, the state of Georgia as it pertains to being able to at least keep those contracts fulfilled and, you know, and, and sort of, uh, just make adjustments. Yeah. Uh, and, so. and April and May, I mean, I'm not going to say that it wasn't stressful because it was, I mean, April and May, it was a nightmare, right? Like everything was locked down. Couldn't leave your house. Um, I had people calling me every single day. Hey, I want to postpone. Hey, I want to postpone. And then like try to figure out when they're moving to and making sure everybody moves with them to the new date. And I mean, there were my 20, my, my COVID, lockdown procedure was you know sleep as long as you can get up in the morning go to the computer when you get stressed go for a run <laughs> come back go to the computer if you're still stressed take a shower go outside read a book like just do what you need to do to keep everything afloat but like don't kill yourself over it because it'll it'll all be okay at the end of the day what else can you do right. uh, i mean at this at, i mean I remember when I had to reschedule all of my weddings and once I kind of, cause most of my weddings just totally rescheduled. So it was like, okay, now I have an open year. Right. Right. <laughs> what do I do with this? Right. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, so it was, you know, I think everybody kind of had that. There was that hardworking, like two weeks of like making the initial reschedules. Right. And then it was like, there was the lull of like, what do you do now? You know, right. uh, uh, so I think yep. everybody kind of dealt with that in different ways. Me, I just 
ate a lot of ice cream and watched Netflix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for That's like fun. about two weeks, and <laughs> I got myself off the counter and off the uh, or off the couch rather, and you know, said, "Okay, Jake, can't keep eating ice cream here. The COVID nineteen is getting real." Like, <laughs> like, it's like really, you're really going in on this nineteen thing. Uh, and uh, and so uh, exactly, yeah. Mallory, are you there? We can hear you sometimes. Sometimes. My Zoom app keeps crashing. Well, we are going to get you. I am here. Yes, (laughs) you are here in and out, I can tell. But uh, for those those listening, I'm going to do a special one with just Mallory and me when we get this Zoom app thing all figured out. But um, uh, Megan, tell me like where... um, uh, in putting together this entire um, year's perspective of like going after um, uh, social media and, and really really try to advance your brand, um, what are some of the things that you're seeing? Because I'm sure some of the industry professionals that are listening would like to know because we're all interested in what's working and what's not working. Tell me some of the things that are working um, for you guys. I know you guys split the ad copy and the imagery. I think that's really cool because it's like really showing the team effort. But like, um, what kind of stuff are you seeing that's working? What kind of stuff are you seeing that maybe isn't working as well? Ooh, okay. Um, dum, dum, dum. <laughs> I know, it's like such a, such a deep one. Um, <laughs> things that are working really well, honestly, are like Google Hangout, like meetings. Mm. Um, they, most of our couples do choose to do them just because you know, just to keep everybody safe and to keep, you know, everything fine. We can share screens really easily. We can still have that face-to-face kind of like we're doing. We're having that face-to-face conversation, but everybody is in their own homes and everything's safe. And um, so that's working really well, actually. Um, I do miss, you know, being able to drink tea with my friends and, you know, sit at a Starbucks and, and just get to know each other deeper. But um, honestly being able to like have an hour long meeting and hit leave meeting and then walk downstairs and pour a glass of wine. Like that is awesome. <laughs> like that is an, that is an awesome thing. Um, I don't know things that aren't working so well. Um, it's hard to like, I try not to focus on those. Um, I, I think in the same breath, I think this is a great example of it where technology fails you, right? To where, you know, you are trying to make sure that everything's put into place with the digital aspect. And especially because our our entire business is on Google. It's all in the drive. We keep, it's the easiest way for Mallory and I to both see, and Olivia, who's who's our third planner, to be able to see everything that's in every single wedding and making sure everything is together and I mean if god forbid google was like peace out bye like that would just just crumble <laughs> you know we would be very sad <laughs> and very and scrambling big time um but yeah that just the failure of technology I think is is something that could be a really big failure well, we're already seeing massive improvements in this whole like digital age 2.0 as it relates to our particular business as well. I mean, right. people are doing like virtual weddings and stuff, and then that's requiring a certain amount of bandwidth and like, you know, internet connections and, you know, gear and all this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, it's kind of interesting that the creative aspect of, uh, of our world is now being embraced more so than ever by everybody from Fortune 500 companies on down to us. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I started a podcast, you know, right. I never thought I would be starting a podcast, um, you know, especially but, in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, but here I am doing it. And, you know, it's just part of, you know, it's a part of, you know, the, we're creative people. We come up with creative solutions, just like you do on wedding day when you show up and something goes wrong, right? You have to be creative and you have to think on your feet and you got to right. move. Right. And, you know, that's what. Uh, that's what all of us are doing. Um, and that's what makes it really cool too. Um, because, you know, that's the thing. Um, so when you're talking about posting on social media and stuff, 
like uh like do you guys have like any sort of themes and stuff that you follow like i'm sure other planning agencies out here are like hmm, i wonder what they post they said they post every day you know <laughs> like, what do they post like you know if i've not checked out their stuff um you know and or maybe a uh, a couple's listening and they're and they're interested in in what you're posting about do you guys have like themes like that you run through like monday is you said it's like uh mar mar marmos uh mondays yeah um so mm -hmm. like uh uh like what is there any other themes throughout the week are you are you working with like the photographers that you uh worked with on weddings and grabbing some of that like content like i mean are, is, is that how you're kind of putting it together yeah so in our contracts we have um like a social media contract clause that they have to sign um that you know we're, we're gonna have access to all of their pictures and and people do want to share them with us um so Mallory goes through and she makes sure that everybody's face is shown X amount of times. I don't know. She's all in, like, she's great at it. Like knowing exactly, you know, the last time <laughs> this person's face and when it's time to recycle back through and see them again. Um, and so, like you said, on Mondays, uh, we do Mondays with Marmoros and that's just more of on the IGTV. Um, I put together, you know, just, this, just my face and then I put it out there. Um, Usually on Tuesdays, if we have engagement pictures from our new couples, we'll introduce them and just, you know, state where they're getting married and how excited we are for them and that kind of stuff. We do that for a couple of reasons. One, so that the photographers know that like, hey, these are the people, like these are the planners, like I need to make sure that we're following them. And we do try to tag the venue too, because then that pulls us into the venue's Instagram feed as well. So if a new couple is looking for a coordinator and they're on their venues page will pop up. And that's the same thing we do with anytime we post anybody's wedding pictures, we tag the venue, the photographer, anybody who's important that made that day happen, or that can be seen directly in that picture so that we can be pulled into that, into that feed so that you know, if they're looking at the engine room and we're, we're there and they're like, oh, like, let's see. And then they scroll through our page. They see that as well. Um, right. Wednesdays um, <laughs> right now until probably forever at this point, um, we do our blogs. So we write a blog for every single couple that we have. Um, yeah. So get, yeah. Until the end of March at this point, um, they, so what we do is we'll write like how they met, how we met them, like their love story. We'll write like a huge chunk about their wedding day and we'll drop a bunch of pictures and talk about what's special, like what makes their wedding day different from other people's wedding days. Um, and then we, you know, kind of wrap it up and tag everybody who is involved. And so that's usually on Wednesdays, we tag everybody in that. Um, and then on Fridays, we do Friday features um and then that's usually like a dress hanging or a detail shot or like if we want to shout out a vendor or you know it, it's a friday feature so it's really whatever we want to feature so it's all over the place um but that's kind of our process there um and then we try to show our faces either me and mal or one of us individually um try to show our faces on there once every week and a half or so just mm -hmm. to show that we are still who we are right like people want to see who you are as the the leader of the business right i think it's like super important um the uh so often we get so lost in the social media game and we're like we're just going to grab these stock photos put some stuff up and voila you know or you see a lot of people do that right um the more intentional your social media um perspective is as it pertains to you yourself being known as the, you know, the face, or if you're just weird about the face thing, uh, maybe you get like an animated character or like, you know, yeah, something, you know, that like, uh, the idea is the more intentional you are with, with who you're rep you know, you're trying to, um, show the better. Absolutely. You know? And that's kind of our, that's kind of what we try to do. Like we're, we try to do two, photo like photo shoots a year with all three of us and just so that we have content to go with um and uh I think it, that just really helps us and we we've never posted a stock photo every single yes, image every single image on our Instagram is from one of our wedding days 
which is why it was very important that, to have weddings under our belt before we were like, <laughs> hey, we have a business, you know what I mean? Like, cause you needed pictures to run with. I right. mean, I had just gotten married and they were my pictures so we could kind of yep. like sneak those in occasionally when we could. But um, yeah, we've never like pulled a stock picture. They've all been from our weddings. And, and that's, it used to be in our bio and then there was too many things. So I had to get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say that Mallory has made the party. It looks like she's got a stable internet connection here. I'm on my phone now. So, so uh, let's, uh, Mallory, tell us, we're talking about social media. Obviously you heard a little bit of the lead in there. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about like your strategy and sort of, um, your over uh, your overarching feeling as it pertains to how what you do how you do what you do. Yeah, I have a spreadsheet where I keep track of the last time we saw every couple um, on our feed. I just keep updating that and make sure that we are featuring all of our couples pretty evenly. Um, nobody wants to see the same wedding photos every single day, every week. So we try to spread them out. Um, we, like Megan said, we like to tag the venue, the photographer. Um, I know she said that we like to do that when we introduce a couple, but we also do that whenever we do a walkthrough. So we might post a picture of a walkthrough and it's an ugly little iPhone photo, but we're, we like to show, hey, we're going to be here on this date with these vendors um, just to try to get visibility out there. And then you know, we've tried a lot of different things that have failed and we just have to recognize when we fail at social media pushes. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, speaking of that, I just took a screenshot of this and I'm going to post this later. How about Yay! That? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, that's what you have to do. Right. Um, you know, yeah. I, think, I think it's really cool that you're super granular about that because like, that's the way my brain works. It's like, how often have I done this or that or whatever? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I, that's, that's the way my brain works. Sometimes I, my execution fails, but, um, <laughs> but that's, but that's what it's about, right. Being that specific yeah. about everything that you post, because I really do feel like the intention of things that you post on social media if you put if you're putting that out with the right intention and and your copy is matching with like what your actual post is um mm -hmm. or say in instagram you know we're talking about a video or a photo with like incredible copy you tie those two things together well the person that's supposed to find you is going to find you especially if mm -hmm. you do the right things to, to make them find make you find a bolt um so i mean i i've totally like you know a little uh you know, uh, I, I'm blanking on the word here, but like I'm putting it out in the universe, you know, essentially. Oh, yeah. saying, You're speaking yeah. it existence. Yes. Right. I'm just, yes. yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> and, and like Mallory said, we've done a lot of things that um, not have failed, but haven't per, like haven't performed. Given, yes. Hasn't performed the way that we wanted it to. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why more and more often now we're seeing like, hey, you know, on our inquiry sheet, we saw you on Instagram. And I think that's why we're kind of in that zone. We put everything on Facebook too, but it's just not, it doesn't perform as well as it does on Instagram. It just doesn't. Right. Mm -mm. Yeah. I feel like, um, uh, Instagram is sort of one of the best places for people to find out about your brand. Um, uh, do you guys play with any other platforms like Pinterest? Do you do anything with Pinterest at all? I do. Megan's all about Pinterest. I love Pinterest. <laughs> My favorite. Um, so usually what I do is after a blog, I schedule out just highlight pictures from that blog, pointing people back to the blog and just kind of saying like, you know, a romantic wedding at Little River Farms or, you know, in November, you know, just kind of making sure that if somebody's looking for something or, you know, beautiful mauve wedding dresses or, or bridesmaid dresses, like something that somebody who's going to type in mauve wedding dresses, we come up. Um, cause Pinterest is, is a search engine. I mean, so it's, it's only going to better your SEO. Um, so I do that. And then we have inspirational boards that I haven't been as good at doing recently. Um, but now that it's slow season, maybe I will be better um, about <laughs> like pulling inspiration and pinning it to the different places as well. 
It's um Instagram is or I'm sorry, uh, Pinterest is the number two performing from a sales perspective, uh, social media platform behind only Facebook. Right. Um. So, mm-hmm. like, people go there to make buying decisions. Right. So, um, you know, I think that um, and obviously, and my company is just we're just now getting our feet into uh, Pinterest solidly. And I think in the next month or so, we'll have our whole thing built out and then we'll continue to add things as time moves on. But um, what I think when I found that out, I was like, okay, I need to be more intentional about putting things here and, you know, add that to the list. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, at, at what point do you feel like, did you feel like, I mean, you guys do a lot for, I mean, <laughs> honestly, for like a two woman team here, um, you know, put, posting every day, doing blog posts about every single wedding that you do, tagging all the vendors, which I think is absolutely 100% where it's at. Um, you know, you know, doing your Mondays, doing the actual work, uh, you know, for a two man team, uh, that's, uh, that's pretty impressive. Hats off. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's hasn't always been easy and it's not always easy, but, um, I think we've, we've finally gotten into the point where we we've hit our stride. I think. Mm -hmm. We finally, over the years, found who's good at what, and we both can do everything, but that's not the most successful thing. You know, if Megan, I get very overwhelmed with Pinterest, so, you know, Megan runs with stride with that, but when it comes to other things, I'll take over that because it stresses Megan out. So just over the years, trial and error, finding what works for us. And also communication. Yes. That has been like, I don't think, I don't even think I text my husband as much as I text Mallory, (laughs) like honestly. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's just, you know, we, because we have, Mallory and I have a baby together and it's marmorous, right? So we have to make sure that the, the business is running in its own course. And there are times when one of us wants to go on vacation and they're not going to be as into it as they usually are. And that's fine because there's two of us that can yeah. take it. Um, even like when later d- dings us and says, Hey, it's time to post. We have to text each other. The first one that says I got later, got later, you know, like <laughs> it's because we've made the mistake before of both of us signing in at the exact same time. And both of us posting to Instagram. Instagram yeah. So it is, we have done a lot of trial and error, but a hundred percent communication has been our number one tool <laughs> for, yes. for making our business successful. Right. It is important. Um, I, uh, I, that communication between, if you have a business partner, like a, you know, uh, a, a partnership, like you guys do, it's, uh, if you don't have that dialed in, man, uh, it's a, it's a rough road. Mm-hmm. I've been down that road. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a rough road. And, uh, I think it sounds like you guys really have it, you know, really set on, on cruise control and you have like your focus. And I think that it's really important to state, um, also that like, if you excel at one, uh, social media platform, you're, if you're listening and you're a vent, vendor at home, I just want to say this to you, like, and you're, you're a small vendor, you're trying to get your stuff together. You're trying to get moving in the right direction. Um, and you're really amazing at Instagram, but you really are not good at Pinterest. You can still be successful Absolutely. at just doing Instagram extremely yeah. well. The problem with that long-term is that if Instagram ever becomes phased out, you don't have any other um, uh, boots in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as far as like, if, if Instagram, if, if, TikTok comes out tomorrow with a something brand new that Instagram can't replicate and it buries it, then, you know, and TikTok takes over as the new Instagram, you don't have any footing in that platform. Then you know? I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm just using it as an example. Uh, my company has zero presence on TikTok, but I'm planning on instituting some things to try and, you know, I've become comfortable with the platform, just playing around with it personally. To where like I feel I can start doing some things but like the idea is to come up with a schedule that works for you find the focus that really works best for you and that you know that your industry is in um, and then try and just 
be the be as good as you can at that and and slowly ranch out to these other things like if if you know and if social media doesn't come uh natural to you and you're a vendor um then uh, i hate to break it to you but you got to learn one and you got to learn one fast yeah. um because the world absolutely the world is on our phone every day mm-hmm. um and they're 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 not anywhere else um i mean print advertising and all that kind of stuff and calling in, you know, and, and doing radio ads and stuff. That's the thing of the past. Not that it's not valuable. Um, it does serve a purpose, but like um, traditional media and how you used to do things. And at some point people need to start thinking about Google, you know, because like we're working on all of our SEOs, like all the time. Right. But there's yeah. this thing, you know, um, like with Amazon and Alexa, mm-hmm. you know, and all the different versions of that that's going to come out. And I'm sure Apple's going to come out with like their own Siri version at some point. I mean, mm-hmm. just thinking of futuristic things down the road, at some point, people are going to stop going to a computer and typing in, you know, wedding planners in Atlanta, Georgia, and hoping that you shoot up to the top because your advertising and your SEO is amazing. At some point, somebody's going to look at Alexa and say, Alexa, what's a good wedding planner in Atlanta, Georgia? And then what are you going to do? Right. You know? So, yeah. I mean, these are the things that, like, we have to always be doing all the things that we focus in on best for now but we always have to have kind of our mind on like the next, what is the next thing, you know? Um, And, uh, and have to be willing to understand that you're not, um, you can't be married to a particular platform because tomorrow it could be gone. You know, that's funny. Absolutely. Texted Mallory last night and I said, do we have, does Marmaris have a TikTok? (laughs) (laughs) I literally asked that last night. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I just created my, uh, I've just gotten comfortable with TikTok in the last couple of months. And, um, I only do it like socially and for fun. And I think it's funny and it's a really cool platform. Um, but the, uh, but you know, the, but the organic reach is, I think is what everybody's after, you know, that free, oh, cool. I just posted something and 250 people saw it and I have yeah. corresponding hashtags to whatever. I mean, the same thing is still happening on Instagram. So you're still getting those hundreds of, you know, and if a few people share it or whatever, it really grows. Um, Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, and that's something that's definitely been squashed on Facebook. um, And, but it does, there are mechanisms to break through that algorithm on Facebook for like the organic stuff, but ultimately across the board, it's eventually all going to go to a pay for play type of situation, just like Google is, Um, you know, Google, you can work on your SEO all day long. Uh, if you're in a major market like Atlanta, for example, um, I'm also in Atlanta. Um, and so like you can crush your SEO on that and, and get it to where you're, but you're still going to have to pay for the, to get in the top three, which statistically is like 90 plus percent of what people click on. Right. So, yeah. Like, I mean, if you want to be really capitalizing on Google, SEO is very important and like the organic stuff really helps bump you up, but that takes a long time. And, uh, and you know, if you're going to get right to it and try and get your brand out there to people so that you can keep writing these things, you got to start advertising on Google, you know? So it's, um, you know, which I find very interesting in the wedding planning world, especially when I talk to wedding planners is that how they go from a three wedding year to a 30 wedding year is almost always 100% word of mouth. Yep. Yes. And, and, and how that builds over the course of the years, it's just fascinating to me mm-hmm. uh I mean it really really is yeah and I've and speaking of pay to play I've heard a rumor that um wedding wire and the knot are like if you don't pay for their to advertise on there guess what like all of your reviews gone gone your all everything that you've worked for just out um so you know it I've heard a lot of podcasts that have said, like, make sure that you have your reviews somewhere else, because if, if tomorrow it's gone, where is your credibility? Where is it? Where is it? How do you know where to find it? Um, So like making sure why I I tell all of my people that I work with uh, in, in my business, I don't even tell them to go to that stuff. Like I, I advertised on the knot and wedding wine in the very beginning. Um, I thought I just saw everybody else doing it. I was like, I should do this. And then it didn't really yep. work for me personally. Um, you know, and I've had a lot of conversations with them about why it didn't work for me personally, because they, they have a very good team. That's all about trying to, uh, find you, um, and, uh, and mm-hmm. talk to you. But the, uh, 
you know, I, I but I've been telling everybody for me uh, to go to Google for a very long time mm-hmm. because Google is the most stable and long-term platform that we have, I think, available right now that that is people looks at it. And, you know, it's kind of like um, the early days of Yelp when Yelp was yeah. around and it was like, that was the thing. You needed like a ton of reviews on Yelp to, to make it work. Uh, now, you know, Google's obviously sort of like replaced them and it's kind of the powerhouse. And, um, uh, and Google, my business is so easy to use. So easy to use so and easy. so very important to use. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I hear that. Um, well, let's talk about, um, like in closing here, let's talk about a couple of things uh, that make you guys you. Um, and I'm so glad that Mallory was able to fix her phone. And Mallory, I'm still going to interview you. Okay, I am so sorry. <laughs> no, you are fine. I'm going to still interview you specifically. Uh, okay. And, and about the brand and everything. So we're going to work that out. Uh, but while you're here, yeah. I always like to do this little quick thing at the very end of, uh, of the interviews. Um, I always like to get to know who these people are that I'm speaking with and, and also let the listeners know maybe the brides to be uh, to know a little bit about you personally. So um, I'm going to ask a few questions and we'll see where it goes. So you guys both live in the Atlanta area. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. If you don't mind being a little bit of bias for me and being a little controversial, right? <laughs> uh, tell me where, if you're, th- you're going to go out and you're going to have a nice meal, where's one of your favorite or, or several of your favorite places you'd like to go? Mallory, we'll start with you. Yeah, Mallory. Um, so our favorite is a little bit far from us, but still in the Atlanta area. Um, we found it while we were in college, but Henry's Louisiana Grill in Ackworth. Best food. Um, very great cocktails. We tried to meet with clients there as many times possible. Um, our pants might not like that, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we like our chicken ooh-la-la. Love our chicken ooh-la-la. Another place we love, um, it's my personal favorite. Um, it's called Mojitos, which is in downtown Norcross. Um, obviously the mojitos are amazing. Um, I don't get a mojito anywhere else because it's not going to be as good. Um, and sometimes we just go there for drinks, but we usually go there for my birthday at the very minimum. (laughs) We go there for my birthday. (laughs) Um, and then they also have a place across the street, same owners called the crossing, which is a nice steakhouse which also has great cocktails. Clearly, we don't like to drink at all. We like the cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, so I learned about some Norcross spots. So I I don't get to Norcross as often as, uh, I live in East Point, actually. Okay, uh, okay. So I don't get to Norcross as much as I used to. I used to go there quite a bit for a variety of reasons, musically related, um, but um, now... I have a reason to go to Norcross. Well, you have to get a mojito. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to call you. We're going to, we'll, we'll go get a mojito. You can get uh, a picture and share it. Yes. yes. <laughs> a picture is uh, my story. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, give me one non-work uh, related activity that you, uh, that you love to do. Like, you know, maybe you're taking the day off and you're going to do something that's personal to you. What is it? COVID has really um, changed the <laughs> amount of exciting and excitement <laughs> in my life. Um, <laughs> I, I knit all day, but that's not that exciting. But whenever I have a day off, I sit at home with my animals and knit. I love it. That's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm still waiting for my birthday blanket. It. It'll be coming eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, I've recently found a love of hiking. Um, My husband and I, we went to um, out West for our anniversary and um, we basically hiked for 10 days. And my parents just recently also bought a cabin in Highlands. Um, So if, if I have a weekend off, um, I am at that cabin and I am hiking and then going to a brewery and eating cheese curds. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many things to comment on this particular topic. One, uh, the, you know, if, uh, if Mallory's taking orders, I'd love a scarf. Um, 
And I got I will, you. I will pay for that thing. So you just <laughs> let me know what you need. And, uh, and I, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make that happen. But as it pertains, I mean, as it pertains to Highlands, I love Highlands. I've been going there for years. Oh, yay. Uh, a friend of mine had a cabin up there or has a cabin up there. I haven't been to it in a while, but, um, I used to go up there every like two or three times a year and like bring all my guitars that you see decorated behind me here. And, mm -hmm. uh, I would just sit and like write music for, and just make coffee and make all my food and uh travel into uh town to go to that coffee shop that they have downtown just mm -hmm. to grab like a little bit of internet to make sure that the world didn't crash on me and then yep. go right back to the cabin in complete isolation and just like write music all day yeah wi-fi on uh, highlands is just like not great <laughs> it's not existent it's not existent uh, but yeah we uh i love it it's so good yeah i love i love that little town it's uh it's a it's a it's really grown over the last 10 years. Uh, it used to be like next to nothing. Yeah. Um, and that's what I really loved about it. But now it's kind of gotten a little bit bigger and you know, it's still cool though. But I still love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, fav uh, uh, is there, because I'm a music guy, I have to ask, uh, what are you listening to right now? If you are, if you are a music person at all, like what are you listening to right now that like really that you, that you love? Mine's easy. I'll step over your mouth. Yeah, you go. Um, I know this is like a, a cliche answer, but it's fine. Taylor, good old Taylor. Swift. Yeah. Hey, I loved, uh, I'm loving the new T Swift albums. Mm -hmm. They're perfect for like, you just want to like, you just need something on in the background while you're working. It's just like that perfect, like, chill music and it's so different from like the up here like the party music that it used to be um but i you know if i have a free moment i'm listening to taylor mm -hmm. Told you it was um for me i'm probably going to butcher his name but sufjan stevens oh yeah i've been listening to his stuff a lot it's super calming which has been helpful in such a crazy year so the just going back and listening stuff. to old um mainly old stuff but starting to get into the new stuff too yeah like where he did like the 50 state thing uh I thought yeah that was so cool like yeah um I thought that was such a cool idea I mean and so so made for the social world that we live in right now but like yeah but so far beyond like done so early in the game you know what I mean uh, yeah. If an artist decided today that they were going to just uh, do a song about every state in the union, um, you know, that would be, uh, uh, they'd be like, oh, that's a great social media thing, you know, but he actually did it before it was cool to do it on social media. So <laughs> yeah. Hats off to Mr. Stevens. He's, uh, he's the man. Um, yeah. I love, I love his music so much. Um, way cool. Uh Okay, some quick fire ones. Uh, coffee or tea? Tea. Iced tea? I don't love hot drinks. You don't? Wow, two teas. <laughs> but I'm hot. I don't like the I don't like the ice or the sweet. Um, okay. No. You like you like you like your tea hot. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh. And um. Uh. I'm now now I'm blanked. Oh, are do you sport at all? Uh watch them or play them <laughs> oh, yeah are you a general fan and if so of what oh um i'm a huge falcons fan oh cool even though they disappoint me frequently I, they always do but that's just our life we, we yeah <laughs> so nfl football for me i like that nice um i'm more of a if, if i'm gonna watch sports like college football, like, mm -hmm. you know, the good Southern girl I am. Yeah. Um, love, a good, love a good college football. We, at, at Christmas every year, we do um, like a family bowl challenge. Um, so like we pick the college teams. I've won a couple of times, it's not a big deal. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm, if I'm gonna watch something, it's gonna be college football. And like, I can get into baseball, my mother's going to die when she hears this. I can get into baseball, but like, 
I, I, it's just, it's kind of too slow for me. Baseball is my favorite sport. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's not offensive at all. I don't find it offensive at all. Like, um, I love baseball because you can go to a game and you can have an intimate conversation with somebody mm-hmm. and still enjoy the game as things happen. Or you can literally be super granular about it and just wonder like whether the runner on first base with a two one count uh, and, and one out in the inning is going to try and steal second. Like I, I actually love the psychology of the game as much as I do the casualness of it. So um, that's why baseball is fascinating to me. And also it's like, you know, the defense has the ball. The defense is in control of the game. Mm-hmm. So True. it's like, the offense has to take that away, which right. I, I find very interesting and contrasting to basically every other sport that we love. That's true. Um, so it uh, makes for a different perspective, I guess. True. A kind of contrasting sport that I also follow is esports because I work in video games also. Oh, wow. So, e-sports. yeah. Professional video game tournaments <laughs> is something that I never thought I would say I follow. That's, uh, that's pretty amazing. Um, uh, I bet it's something I know absolutely zero about, but from time to time, I'll be scrolling on it on the internet and I'll see somebody like really killing it on a video game. I'm like, dude, this guy is like literally destroying everyone in this path. I was like, this guy must do this for a living, you know? Yeah. Um, he probably there are people it. out there that literally do that. It's crazy. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. it's 2021 and the, the options are, you know unlimited unlimited you can make money doing anything if you're just good at it Mm -hmm. um you know which is not for the same for our grandparents you know that were you know that had to go to a particular job and had to put in you know hours at a company to earn a pension and all these kinds of things like we can literally create our reality yeah uh, you know if you are really passionate about it and really love doing it and obviously that's what you guys are doing right here right? Yep. Absolutely. I love it. Well, hey, thanks for taking the time to be on Southern Wedding Professionals. Um, And I am going to call each one of you and get that mojito very soon. Yeah, absolutely. For the mojitos. Um, So uh, anyway, again, Mallory, Megan, thanks for being here. Of course. Thank you for having us. All right. Yes, thank you. And we'll see you soon. Absolutely.